It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years of Retrospective Fancast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And this is episode 11. Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> how, how are you? How are you? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. You know, just kind of, um, it's been a busy day, but yeah. overall, okay. How are you? I feel the exact same. Probably for definitely different reasons, I bet. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're here now. We are making this. We're doing this. It's fine. <laughs> Always good. What are you nostalgic for this week? Uh, midnight movie premieres. Mm. When um, I was younger, because I have not done that in a very long time. But mm. I was recently thinking about the fact that I used to do that and how late it was. Mm-hmm. And how the excitement of everybody that was there, because they're yeah. always big movies, so they were always yeah. just packed theaters, you know? We but. They don't even do midnight movies anymore. It's like 6 p.m. Thursday, which is yeah. not the same thing. <laughs> which is a different vibe. <laughs> it's a different vibe. Like, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at it, but it's definitely a fully different thing than being at a movie theater until 3 in the morning <laughs> because you were watching a movie <laughs> that just came out. Yeah, real quick story with that. I was leaving a movie theater once and was leaving uh, the parking deck and I lost my ticket for the parking mm. deck at like oh, no, 2.33 no, no, no. in the morning. So <laughs> I was just kind of stuck there and everyone was trying to get out behind me. And that was terrible. But, yeah. you know, the movie <laughs> was great. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. But uh, yeah. What are you nostalgic for? Very in line with the theme of this ep- theme of this episode. Father-daughter dances. Oh. Yes. My dad used to take me to father-daughter dances, um, obviously, all the time when I was a kid. Um, and for a lot of it, there was like, it was like all of my friends would also go. So it was kind of just me like dancing with our friends, with my friends while like my dad was also there. But then at the end of the night, there was like, all right, everybody go dance with your dad. It's the last dance. It was very sweet. So yeah, that's that's what I that's what this episode made me think a lot about. That's Aww. what I'm feeling. Well, I love that. Yeah, I used to go to those. They were really fun. Yeah, like you a get like all dressed get, up. Yeah, dressed up as a baby, as a little yeah. ba- a little pot. You're like eight or nine, and you're just wearing this big pretty dress, and your dad is dancing with you. It's very cute. You're like, I'm going out. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> this is an event. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love it. Cool. Let's get into the episode. Episode 11 is titled The Father-Son Game. The episode aired December 17th, 1993. And the description says, when... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) When Cody and Eric... (laughs) No way. Um, So whoever put this in there was wrong. Mm. Uh, When Corey and Eric find out that Alan has lied about the father-son softball game being canceled uh, because he knows they don't want to attend, they make amends. (laughs) <laughs> that's more or less true <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's do it all right so we go into the cold open morgan is at the kitchen table and amy comes downstairs 
Uh, Morgan screams, I've been up since six o'clock. She's like eating cereal. Um, Amy says, nice mess. And she says, it's my biggest. It's very cute. <laughs> Corey follows down the stairs. He's very excited about it being Friday. He says, soon I'm going to be home for the whole weekend. Amy says, Friday. I hate Friday. Soon you're going to be home for the whole weekend. And Corey <laughs> says, oh, you love me. And Amy says, oh, you wish. It's very cute. Very cute. Exchange. Eric follows. He comes down the stairs. He's doing a weather update about the girls he might go on dates with this weekend. He has like a little moment with Morgan while he's talking where he just like picks up a piece of cereal and then kind of like tossles her hair. It's it's very sweet. I uh, just like I love their relationship. It's very cute. <laughs> His mom says the weather will be cooling off around 10 p.m. when he's expected to be home. And Eric says, well, we both know how unpredictable the weather can be. And she replies, don't mess with Mother Nature. And he says, I'll be home by 10. <laughs> Whoever wrote the dialogue. In this little scene in particular. It's just spot on. They, they did a great good. job. <laughs> yeah. Corey starts complaining about how the cereal he's eating is bad because there's no marshmallows. He says it's nothing but hamster food and cornflake dust. Where's all the good stuff? And Amy looks at Morgan and is like, Morgan? And Corey says she took out all the good stuff. Morgan again yells, I've been up since six o'clock. And Amy's like, the cereal is all sugar. It's sugar covered sugar. Morgan says, I'm feeling very perky. <laughs> And Amy says, why don't we go up to your room? And Morgan asks, how come? And repeats it like eight times. Amy says, if we move fast enough, we might make it to your bed before the coma. And then Morgan repeats the word coma again a bunch and yells about being up since six in the morning again. It's very fun. Very fun Morgan moment this episode. Every time that she was yelling out, I've been up since 6 a.m. I was just like, I have too, but I'm not smiling about it. I'm not excited. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when being up really early was like, exciting yeah (laughs) i I simply can't after they both leave eric says you can't hold your sugar you shouldn't do breakfast which is a weird take and then alan comes downstairs and he yells back up don't waste this honey have her paint the house which i thought was very fun yeah (laughs) eric and Corey both say good morning to alan and he says it back and then he pulls a baseball glove out of the oven and says good morning to that as well and he starts talking about how he's been breaking it in um, Eric says most people do it under a mattress and he's like, this, this glove is different. It, it has to be broken in very specifically because it's 25 years old and now it's in prime position for tomorrow. And Corey's like the father son softball game. Eric follows with, has it been a year already? Alan says, can you believe it? And they both go, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it seems like neither of them are too keen on playing in the softball game. Alan starts talking about how the game they're playing this year is going to be really easy because their competition is Rainbow Unicorn Bookstore. That's a choice. (laughs) It's truly a choice. It's truly a choice. He says they're too zen for baseball and that they'll kill them. And Eric and Corey do the same back and forth uh, that they did a second ago. Uh, Can you believe it? And that's the cold open. The entire time that Alan was talking about breaking his glove, I was thinking of the song to break in a glove from Dear Evan Hansen. I was like, oh, this song ruined this for me completely. And it's always the song I skip over, but it's always stuck in my head for some Mm -hmm. reason. (laughs) Because it's so weirdly specific, but also it's kind of like, there's a lot of things about Dear Evan Hansen. I could talk about that for a long time. (laughs) Anyway. We go into the first scene. They're all standing and doing the pledge, except for Topanga. Corey is looking at her weird. And when they finish, Beanie kind of calls her out for it. She's like, I've elected not to do the pledge because I don't feel like it. <laughs> and honestly, a mood. 
this was this particular scene was very fun for me, especially not remembering how it went because when I was a kid, my family was very religious and we did not stand well we stood for but we didn't say the pledge and it was like a whole thing it's like part part of the religion you wouldn't say the pledge <laughs> and now i don't say the pledge partially as a religion thing but also partially because america sucks and i don't want to like it's a cult and weird and like why are we pledging allegiance to a <laughs> to a fabric that's think about it so this was a, this was a fun scene for me to be like oh, topanga topanga's the best topanga yes yes topanga you're saying everything correct i did uh when when she was sitting down like when it started the scene and she just was not doing it i was like oh yeah this is where they're like the crazy liberal side <laughs> it's like coming out of right. Topanga, and i was like huh love history repeating itself but like <laughs> this is just gonna be brought up <laughs> really casually in this yeah. episode was not expecting it but here we are while feeny is talking to topanga cory turns to sean and it's like this is gonna be cool and feeny's like oh i'm sorry what was that and he he says i said this is gonna be cool and feeny's like why do you think this is gonna be cool and he says because you're finally gonna nail topanga for being weird <laughs> cory is the worst <laughs> that's also like a very weird <laughs> sentence but yeah he was first saying it i was like words word choice is fun like how absolutely culty to be like oh <laughs> you're gonna get her because she didn't say the pledge get her uh Vini asks him oh you think it's weird to engage in social protest and Corey says nervously i think it's weird to pick on me when she didn't say the pledge of allegiance and he's like well it looks like you and Topanga have opposing positions for this morning's debate minkus kind of turns and says you've been set up bud it's incredible <laughs> Corey taps Topanga and she turns around and is like, Mr. Feeney told you not to say the pledge? And she just smiles and turns back around. She's a perfect character. I, I love everything about Topanga. <laughs> Can I just say that in my notes, I wrote where Feeney was like, the, do you think it's weird to engage in social protest? I wrote, hell yeah, Feeney, but it autocorrected to hell yeah, teeny. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good to me Teen right now Feeny. in this moment. <laughs> So Feeney sets up the discussion. They're doing a debate about American traditions versus social protests, and he tells them to defend their positions. Topanga says she shouldn't be forced to say the pledge just because it's her tradition. Corey says it takes 10 seconds. Just do it to make people happy. She says, if I'm doing it for reasons I don't understand, it doesn't make me happy. He says, can you spell peculiar? And she says, you're normal. You talk to a flag every day, and you don't even know what you're saying. He says he does it because he's supposed to, and that's what makes him a great American, and and then Sean starts to sing like a mouth trumpet, one of those <laughs> patriotic songs. I think the caption <laughs> called it Old Glory. I don't even, it doesn't matter. And Corey continues to like <laughs> yell about how the country is great and how the flag gives them the right to have this important discussion until the bell rings mid monologue and he yells out of here and everyone books it out of class. Feeney rubs his face in frustration and we go into the credits. Yeah, Topanga just bringing up like very valid points and everything Always. Corey was saying, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Literally, like, indoctrination of the American, <laughs> like, hey, he's 12, he's 11, whatever, like, we get it, but also, mm, mm, Topanga's right. I would just, like, I'd be very interested to know, like, what people were thinking when, like, this episode right. aired, or, like, even now when people are watching it, because I know, like, I have my views, and I'm watching it like, oh, God, okay, <laughs> just, mm -hmm. I wonder if it was one of those situations where it was starting, and there were people that were like, hell yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah, America. like you tell him, Corey. <laughs> this is fun too because this is a pre-9-11 America where like 
there was like a massive like influx of just more patriotism after that, obviously, right? And and so I'm so curious how this played in like '93. Like, what what was your reaction to that? I would love to know. Yeah, alas, alack, is 2021. <laughs> <laughs> It's all happening again. <laughs> it's all now. We go into the second scene. We're in the cafeteria. Corey is complaining how parents don't understand that the weekend is their, their only set of days off. Sean's like, there isn't enough pressure on us all week being in the sixth grade. Like, wow. Imagine. <laughs> Mingus comes up and says, only three days till Monday. And Sean replies, if you check your ticket stub, your seat is in the goon section, which is a fun insult from Sean. <laughs> Minka says, I'm just leaving my tray here while I go get an apple. And he goes, presumably, to get his apple. Corey starts talking about all the stuff he has to do this weekend, because this weekend is jam-packed. And meanwhile, Sean, realizing that Minka's left his hamburger there, decides to just ruin it with salt and pudding. He says, I don't know if this is a personality disorder with me or what, but I'm not happy unless I do stuff like this. All of Sean's lines in this scene made me so happy. (laughs) Yeah, he's very fun. He's very fun. Corey is still talking about how his weekend is busy, and as Mingus comes back, he says he can't take the pressure of a father-son game, the dads always get too heated and injure themselves. Mingus (laughs) says the trouble with them is that they try to live vicariously through their kids, and Sean's like, yeah, okay, take your burger and leave. And Mingus is like, why? Did you do something to it? And Sean, extremely nervously, says, oh yeah, like, doing something to your burger gives me my jollies, which is an insane (laughs) phrase. I wrote down what in all caps. <laughs> he was not That's expecting really it. <laughs> Minka says, look, Shaquille O'Neal and both Corey and Sean like pretend to buy. They're like, oh, where? And they look. Minkus pretends to switch the burgers. And as they turn back around, they say, oh, darn, just must have missed him. Sean says, oh, look, Stephen Hawking. And Minkus looks, and Sean actually switches their burgers, giving himself the gross one. And Minkus says, oh, darn, missed him too. And he leaves. <laughs> and Sean says, why do they think he's so much smarter than us? And goes to take a bite of the burger. Uh, and he just kind of stops. Like, he doesn't chew. It's just, like, in his mouth. And Corey sees this and says, because he is, isn't he? And Sean just <laughs> nods with the burger in his mouth. And that's the end of that scene. It was so clever, Minkus. Like, it's hell so yeah, clever. you get him. <laughs> oh, man. We go into the second scene. Alan is in the backyard tossing the ball around. Corey sees him, so he goes around to the side door of the house. Eric also creeps in, and they watch Alan from the kitchen, while Amy's just kind of, like, standing off to the side. Eric says he's practicing for tomorrow, and they go back and forth talking about how they're trapped and there's no way out. Amy hears them saying this, and is like, out of what? They haven't noticed she's in the kitchen. Also, her outfit is so cute. I like took note of this because I was like, I would wear that right now. That is very cute. <laughs> it's like a belted, high-waisted like skirt that's kind of like it got an open slit at the bottom that's like striped, but like in cool patterns. And then just like a simple red button up. Oh my gosh, she looks so good. I love it. Maybe this is the thing is just now documenting every single outfit in Boy Meets World because you know, all the 90s fashions coming back and yes. is back. So now you can just recreate everything. (laughs) There you go. I would absolutely wear that right now. It's so cute. Oh, man. I love that outfit. She says, out of what? Eric turns around and Corey's like, that's mom. Eric says, yes, it is. 
We're going to have to tell her. Yes, we are. <laughs> so Corey says, look, we don't want to play in the game tomorrow. Amy's like, mm, sounds like a personal problem, which I love. She's like, what, what, what does this have to do with me? I don't, this is a father-son game. I'm not involved in this. Eric says, I think what my less tactful brother is trying to say is that the father-son games are, and Amy finishes, not real exciting for you. Corey's like, so you understand. Amy says, I know neither of you want to give up a couple hours on a Saturday for something your dad is really looking forward to. Eric's like, I'm really looking forward to my date why should i have to give that up and Corey says why don't you play amy says if it were a husband wife game i'd be there but it's not thank god and eric's like we're just asking you to get us off the hook and she kind of thinks about it for a second and she's like no this is your hook and you're gonna hang on it like the worms you are and then she walks out of the kitchen to go to the bank she's like your heartless father asked me to deposit his paycheck so he could pay the bills ah the nerve which i love Morgan runs downstairs and wants to go with her. She's like, no, it'll be better for me and more fun for you if you stay here and play with your toys. She turns to her brothers and says, I'm going to the bank with mommy. And that's the end of the scene. I noticed like Amy's sass was just off the charts in this episode. She is so just sarcastic in every single scene that she's in. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is a real mood. So we're in the third scene, the boys' bedroom. Eric and Corey are tossing a ball back and forth trying to figure out a way out of it. Eric says, I've got it. It's the father-son game, not son's game. Only one of us needs to go. And they're celebrating. They're like, yes, brilliant. You're a genius. Eric's like, yes, I am. And good luck at the game tomorrow when all dad's friends are calling you tiger and tossing your hair. Here's what a sincere smile looks like. And he does this like absolutely over the top, like full head smile. It's very dramatic. Corey's like, why do I have to go? And then they start blackmailing each other back and forth with things that they know they could tell their father to get the other in trouble. Uh, Corey broke the golf driver. Eric's been driving the car around the neighborhood under underage without his license. And they go back and forth with like, you wouldn't, I would, you wouldn't, I would. And Corey says, what are you, new? It's very fun. This is one of his <laughs> many little catchphrases that sometimes pops up within the show. And they're both like, fine, let's just let dad decide. May the best excuse win. And they run downstairs absolutely screaming, just like <laughs> yelling at their dad. And Alan's like, stop one more time in English. And then they both start talking again. And Alan's like, stop again. One at a time. Eric first. And so Eric starts talking about how he and Vicky have to study. And Corey keeps throwing wrenches in his excuses. And then Corey interrupts and is like, I can't go because I have to get my left leg tested for radon. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of his excuse, Alan's like, listen, the game's been canceled. Don't worry about it. And Corey's like, I told them to take the leg off. I've got a softball game with my dad. And they're like, why did it get canceled? Alan's like, yeah, they couldn't generate enough interest, so they canceled it. Corey's like, that stinks. Alan's like, well, hey, don't worry about it. There'll be other games. And he gets up to leave the living room. It seems like he's a little dejected, but like, I think he's probably also hiding it well, which is just great acting. Eric says, uh, is the library really open on Sunday? Because that was one of the excuses that Corey like threw a wrench in. And Corey's like, how would I know? And Eric's like, not bad. And just like a weird (laughs) voice. And that's the end of the scene. The sibling blackmailing back and forth brought back like a weird flood of memories Mm -hmm. (laughs) of my own life. So that was, that was fun. This very specific sibling energy that like you can't get. 
from like any other relationship. Like that, that is such specific. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep this secret for you until I need it. And then I will use it against you, which I love. Absolutely. So we're in the next scene. It's a cafeteria. It's Monday. Sean asked Corey about his weekend and he said it was great. He lists all the things he did. And then Topanga comes up to the table and Sean says, hey, look who just beamed down. And I, I, a little thing that I loved in this scene, he's just like, hi, Topanga. Like, he's not, you know, she just walked up to say hi. And he's not being a total dick to her, which I can appreciate. She says she missed him at the softball game on Saturday. And he's like, what game? What are you talking about? And she's like, your father's grocery store against my father's bookstore. He says, Topanga, in this dimension, the game was canceled, immediately ruining the goodwill that he garnered in the moment before that from me. (laughs) She's like, you wish we were killing you until your dad's assistant manager sprained his elbow and the ambulance had to come take him away. And Sean just says, there's always an ambulance, like off to the side. (laughs) Corey's like, my father told me that game was canceled. And Topanga says, well, it wasn't. And she leaves. And Sean's like, what's the big deal? Maybe he just didn't feel like playing. And Corey says, maybe he didn't feel like playing alone. And there's like a little somber song. And that's a very short scene that is now over. Yeah, whenever the somber tones happen, it's just that nice clarinet. It's just playing mm-hmm. a couple notes. And then it's next scene, baby. A nice, <laughs> a nice little, mm, this is, you should be feeling something about this. <laughs> you are sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is your cue for you to be sad. <laughs> We go into the next scene. They're back in the bedroom. Eric drags their mom in and is like, the game wasn't canceled. And she's like, oh my God, shocker. And they're like, <laughs> you knew? Why did, he, why did he tell us it was canceled? She's like, well, gee, did you give him any indication that you didn't want to play? And they're like, no, no, we were completely cool. And then Eric's like, he knew immediately. And Corey's like, he knows everything, which is really fun. <laughs> Amy's like, he obviously picked up on the fact that you guys didn't want to play and he let you off the hook. And they're like, we're worms. We made our father feel bad. Eric asks their mom, can't you get us out of this for old time's sake? And she's like, no. The fat lady's son <laughs> went home and is now in her kitchen eating cheesecake. And Corey says, come on, mom. We made him feel bad. And Amy says, he's a big boy. He'll get over it. But hopefully you've learned something. And Corey's like, I really have. I really have. And she says, good. Then you'll get over it too. And she leaves. I love her in the scene she is fantastic i don't know what it was when Corey said we made our father feel bad like you know how you and i kind of both like if we get called by a full name we're like <laughs> that's weird it felt weird just hearing the word father in yeah. the situation i was like he's just just call him you've been calling him dad call him that. <laughs> so he said father every single like, episode minimum three times yeah they're like our father oh, father. our father feels terrible <laughs> It was a weird, weird energy that came off for me personally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So she leaves. Corey's like, I can't get over it. I'll never get over it. He really wanted to play and knew that we didn't. So he dumped the game for us. Eric's like, it was, it's like the gift of the Magi, except we didn't get him anything. Corey asks if they're bad sons. And Eric's like, right now we are. He starts to rub his chest and he says, I don't feel good. I have appendicitis. (laughs) <laughs> Eric says, that's your heart. And he says, I have a heart <laughs> Little idiot. <laughs> <laughs> 
We go into the next scene there. Downstairs in the kitchen, Lenny is back. I fully thought he never returned. So that is as much of an impression he made on me. I fully I fully thought that one episode he was in was the last one he was ever in. I mean, he appeared back on screen. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> oh, a yeah, character. This guy. <laughs> Which, I don't know, says a lot. <laughs> he introduces himself as per usual. And Eric's like, um, we know who you are. We called you. And he's like, I know. I just wanted to give you one more chance to make sure you got the right guy in case you wanted to make me leave. Uh, he brought them a bunch of groceries. They start going through all the stuff he brought them. And he's like, you're probably wondering how I hurt my elbow. And they're they're like, we, we know about the game. Don't worry about it. And he's like, what game? You don't know about the game. I hurt myself getting out of a turtleneck that shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me laugh out loud. They're like, listen, we know about the game, but don't tell our dad that we know. And then he's like, so you don't think he knows you know. But like 18 times he's like, he knows you know, you know, you know like back and forth. It's very fun. And they mm-hmm. just stare at him and he's like, excuse me, I'm on painkillers. <laughs> he says that multiple times in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice excuse. <laughs> Which is, again, a choice. <laughs> Such a choice. Uh, they keep going through the food and Lenny keeps talking about how this is the first time he's injured himself physically, but he has experienced vast emotional damage. <laughs> They find a pimento loaf and they're like, did we ask for this? And he's like, no, I, I just threw it in because I like it. We now have everything for the all guy party you described. And they start to tell him he's not invited. And he's like, vast emotional damage. And they're like, fine. Okay. You can come. We'd be, we'd be delighted. And he's like, I'd be delighted if you'll have me. I'll go turn off my car and runs out. What a weird oh, fellow. Len- <laughs> Lenny is really funny. <laughs> like, like this is such a specific character, and I honestly am kind of glad they brought him back for this one-off. It's very fun. <laughs> we go into the next scene. Alan is grilling, and Eric and Corey are just kind of, like, standing around him, like, hey, isn't this the best time? A dad and his boys. And Alan's like, and their dad's assistant manager. <laughs> they all look at Lenny. He's just, like, sitting on the table. He says, oh, yeah, I'm having I'm having a blast. I'd applaud, but I'd pass out. <laughs> Truly all the best lines in this episode are Lenny and Morgan. Corey cuts a head of lettuce in half and says, salad's done. And Alan's like, yes, real men need a salad they can eat with their hands. And then they <laughs> banter about man food for a bit. They're like, just dip it in dressing. Hose off the deck when you're done. <laughs> A lot of this manly men stuff. They, they've done that a couple of times, but, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun. At least they weren't, like, barking or whatever, oh, like, true. yelling, like, the last whatever episode that was. <laughs> Absolutely. Lenny's like, yeah, yeah, you guys know how to have fun. When I have a family, I'll have fun. And then he monologues about what basically sounds like a very brutal divorce that he may or may not have had. <laughs> And then he's like, did I mention I was on painkillers? Because <laughs> they're all just like staring at him. <laughs> Corey offers people root beers. And then he goes to Eric and he says, can I see you? And and they go into the kitchen. And Corey's like, he hates it. Eric says he's having a nice time. Corey says, nice isn't good enough. He wanted the game and we couldn't give it to him. Eric's like, we gave him dinner. We gave him dinner. Which he's only given to us every night of our lives. I guess we should have just given him the game. And also... In this moment, they they thought of having a barbecue with him, but he's, but he's still making actually it. making the dinner. Yeah, he's making I the dinner. About that. <laughs> he's doing the work. Like you didn't make him dinner. 
<laughs> you made him ingredients and he's making dinner. And also, like, you didn't even cook him dinner. You didn't Mm-mm. even buy the dinner. You Mm-mm. told someone to go get the food <laughs> to then bring it to you. And then you had the audacity to, like, not even invite the guy or, like, initially we're gonna really just uh, let him go. <laughs> but also, one of my favorite lines that actually Lenny has that you <laughs> he passed over. When Corey is passing out the root beers and he's like, root beer, he's like, all right, we're having fun now, (laughs) which was so small, but it it made me very happy. (laughs) Fantastic. More fantastic Lenny moments. So uh, Eric says we we should have given him the game and Corey's like, we should have. And then he kind of circles back to the pledge lesson that they were learning. He says, we should have just pledged allegiance to our dad. And makes like a baseball metaphor. And then Eric says, uh, you think that would have been better than tonight? And Lenny runs in saying, come get some pimento loaf. I just noticed the expiration date. <laughs> and Corey says, oh yeah, way better than tonight. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. We go back to school. Feeney is talking to them about their debate again. Topanga says, I've thought about it. And not only do I not want to say the pledge, I also don't want to wear shoes. Simply fantastic. <laughs> Sean says, we who sit behind you object. Corey raises his hand and Feeney's like, oh yeah, you were pro-pledger, right? Corey's like, I was, but I thought it over. And Feeney says, you've changed your position. And he says, I haven't, but I can argue it better now. And so Feeney gives him the floor and he goes to the front of the class and he says, at first I thought you should do it because it's tradition and it's a flag, but now I see it's dumb to do something and not know why you do it. And Feeney says, what has that led you to? And Corey says, if there's something you care about, like a country or a father you have, you should show allegiance for it, which he looked up and wrote down the definition for loyalty or devotion for a government group or person. And Feeney's like, so you should respect the tradition of that government or group or person. And he's like, yeah, I should have. And Feeney says, or teacher. And then the bell rings. Everyone gathers up their stuff and goes to leave. Corey is the last one out. And just before he goes, he turns back to the classroom and says, or a teacher. And Feeney just kind of like smiles and, and walks walks away uh, back into the classroom. It's very nice. It's a nice little moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I agreed with the with this first thing about that. I think mm-hmm. it's dumb to do something and not know why you do it. I was like, I'm with you. I'm really with you. I've dealt with like just even seeing discourse in like social and political spheres and also just like very the personal like podcast discord stuff it's like you shouldn't just go along with it you know and i felt it was a little strange about like the allegiance to our father <laughs> like yeah. to like to your dad i was like it's a that's that is bold <laughs> yeah the way that they're using allegiance in that context is not great but like for him i understand him being like i should have just been loyal to my dad and this thing he wanted to do but they were trying to draw it back to like the grander lesson right so they were using allegiance which wasn't ideal it's not an ideal phrase especially yeah. since they're still referring to like the government as a thing you should be al- allied aligned with what is the you should allegiance. have allegiance for i'm trying to figure out what the like the verbified <laughs> version of that i don't think there is one yeah you can talk about it more later yeah, yeah we can talk about it <laughs> 
Um, so we go into the next scene. We're at the Matthews house. Alan is locking up the house for the night and the boys come back downstairs. They say they can't sleep because they have something on their mind. And Alan's like, oh, come on, guys. You threw me a barbecue. We're even. Corey's like, no, we're, we're way past that guilt. We never found out the score of the game. Alan's like, oh, well, we got creamed. It was 18 to 3. And then Eric, I only wrote down two of these descriptions because I, I simply didn't want to write down the rest. But Eric says, you let those... <laughs> sandal-wearing veg heads with some other things in the middle walk all over you. And Alan's like, I wasn't even there. And Corey says, well, whose fault is that? And Alan's like, yours. And he's like, nope, it's yours. It's tradition for the sons not to want to go and for the fathers to make them go. You didn't make us go, and so that's why we lost. And Alan's like, oh, okay. And Eric's like, yeah, but since we're bucking tradition, why do we have to wait a whole year for the next game? Corey says, why don't we challenge them right now? And Alan's like, well, I'm free next weekend. And they're like, so are we, no matter what we're doing. (laughs) And Alan agrees, and the boys go up to go to bed. And Corey says, on one condition, lose the doll. And he's been like carrying a doll around, probably one of Morgan's dolls, uh, while he locked up the house. And so he drops the doll, and that ends the episode. That's the end of the episode proper. Mind you, the the line that Eric said, because I did write all these down, because I was kind of confused. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the sandal, sandal-wearing, crystal-packing, brown-rice-eating veg heads. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and also, a lot of the description that you just said, I'm vibing with, so <laughs> screw you, Eric. <laughs> Except, okay, I actually don't know this. Crystal packing? I I mean, it definitely has something to do with, like, random crystals and, like, thinking that they do stuff. Yeah, I, I was assuming, but I've, I've never, like, I've never heard crystal packing either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a weird one. A, a weird thing. But also, the fact when they were like, you didn't make us go, like, you didn't play the game, all that stuff. I was like, okay, twisted logic. You were just like, I'm going to show allegiance to my dad. And you're like... Hey, Dad, this is your hey. fault. Yeah, <laughs> this like, is your what? fault. <laughs> Corey just went through an entire strange presentation about allegiance, though, and it just didn't right. matter anymore in that moment. It's, like, okay. it's now <laughs> removing accountability from yourself and putting it on your dad, whose feelings you hurt. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we go into the credits. They come back from the game, and they won this one this time. The boys are very happy. They're celebrating. Alan is limping into the house using the bat as a cane. He says, oh, yeah, I can't wait for next year. And they're like, you don't have to. The bookstore wants to go two out of three. We have a rematch next week. And Alan, in visible pain, is like, hey, that's nice. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. Which is a callback from the very beginning of the episode. And that's the end of of the episode completely. Yay. Hey, Sid, what was the lesson, (laughs) Sid? I'm so glad you asked. I what I got from it was sometimes supporting the ones you love means doing some things you don't necessarily want to Mm -hmm. and like showing up and doing things that the other person really cares about is what really matters and sometimes you might have fun doing it after all though through all of it I still think that the Pledge of Allegiance was a weird tie-in and I understand that it's school but it just felt like they were putting two like so many little things together so yeah I thought that was a little strange, but yeah, super weird tie in with the pledge for a lot of reasons. But you know, we're living in a far different time, but people definitely <laughs> still have that mentality of like, the pledge is the most important thing, respect the flag, blah, blah, blah. And like, no, <laughs> actually, no, thank you. <laughs> it is a fabric. It's simply a fabric wrapped in patriotism, which is a cult, and it's bad, and I don't support it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't really know if I enjoyed the episode, but I was like, this is this is like a season one one where yeah, like I, sure. every single every single show that I've watched, whenever it's like the first season, there's always one or two that I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah okay, this is here. This existed. <laughs> it was it was an episode. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely just enjoy mostly. Um, Amy being extremely snarky as a mom more than anything yep. else in this episode. And the burger sequence was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you said that Lenny doesn't really show up again. Is that correct? I don't, I don't think so. And I, I simply don't know now because I fully thought that that earlier episode was his only episode. Hmm. But he is an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So- he he provides that weird comic relief that in a very strange way <laughs> was needed fun, in this episode. So, yeah, it's something. It's definitely something. Well, that was episode 11. Hey, we did it. We made it. <laughs> we we did it together. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. Every week now, I've been asking what you are nostalgic for. And through Anchor, you can actually send us some voice messages. And we got one. We got a first guest submission from our good pal Cal's Calzones, which will go in right now. (laughs) Hi, Tay and Sid. Um, It's your friend, Az. And I am nostalgic for, I responded to this on Twitter, um, but I'm nostalgic for the feeling of being backstage on opening night of a high school production where you know that it's not going to be the best thing you ever do in your life, but you're doing it with your friends and you're all really nervous, but really excited to get out there and just give it your all. Hey, thank you so much for that submission. We really appreciate it. And don't want to be on the pod, just like Sid said. Drop, drop on by our anchor page and leave us a message. We would love to hear your voice on our podcast. That would make us so happy. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You can also email us at thelostyearspod at gmail.com. And, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll read. If you don't want to have your voice, that's totally fine. If you send us an email, we will also read that on the podcast. You know, whatever, whatever makes you feel comfortable. We just want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, we just want to hear from you. We just want you to come hang out with us. It's fun. It's fun for everybody involved. Come play in the space. Come play in the space. Play in my playhouse. Yo. Can we say that? I don't think so. <laughs> is that, is that intellectual things? property theft? <laughs> Damn. Uh, anyway. Griffin McElroy gets again. <laughs> he got us again. That dang Griffin. <laughs> um, yeah. Special thanks to Tay for the intro and outro music. It's still oh, sweet. <laughs> still love it. Every time. If you want to find us, our handles are in our social media. But also, if you want to come hang out with me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash it's Taycrow, T-A-Y-Y-C-R-O. It's a fun time over there. We're, we're doing we're doing some crazy stuff, man. Not really. We're just having fun, though. It's fun. Come hang out. It's a fun time. Yeah, you can just drop into the stream every now and again, like I do at really weird times. And uh, <laughs> just just have some fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Sometimes Sid plays plays Fall Guys with me on the stream. And this episode drops on Tuesdays. I'm always live Tuesdays, so if you want to come hang out, I will be there, and I would love to see you. You can follow me on TikTok at Sudsley. I'm feeling creative again. <laughs> hey. I'm getting back into it. Love that for you. Yeah, isn't that nice? It's yeah. fun. It's fun when things are going well. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah. All right. I think that's it. Until next time. You're a type. You're a Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know?